0: Get IXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive twenty percent off IXL membership when they sign up today at ixl.com/audio. Visit ixl.com/audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price.
1: Freaking first cut! Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman. Joining me to break down everything that went down at the AT&T Byron Nelson and officially declare it PGA Championship Week. Greg Ducharme is here. What's going on, Greg?
2: I'll tell you, Rick, uh, if we break down everything that happened at the Byron Nelson and a PGA Championship preview, we're in for a long night. But I'm fired up for it.
1: I can't wait. Every single birdie, we have to talk about every single one that was made around TPC Craig Ranch (laughs) this week. Might take a while, Mark Immelman is here. Mark, good to see you.
3: Uh, Good to see you guys. Good to be in air conditioning in the hotel. Uh, Good to be with your crowd. (laughs) It was a fun week. KH Lee does it again.
1: TPC Lee. Greg TPC Lee defends his title 25 under par last year. Ho hum 26 under this time around in the last 364 days since his victories had exactly one top 10 finish. He just went out and did it.
2: it. It was amazing. He came out really strong in round one as well, which I thought was huge to get out there in 64, stay in touch with the lead. And then a, a couple of nice rounds, not a lot, not a lot of mistakes on his card. Um, o- only three bogeys for the entire week, which is uh, a big deal. Um, you got three bogeys and two Eagles. So not, not too bad there. And that's how he gets 26 under, I guess. Um, all, all you need to do is make, um, not a lot of, bo- not a lot of bogeys, couple Eagles and a pile of birdies, which is exactly what he, what he have? He had uh, 25 birdies for the week. So um, that's going to help his birdie average. It might keep him afloat uh, in in the birdie average category for the rest of the year because it was really impressive.
1: It was a 63 on Sunday, Mark, highlighted by the Eagle on 12. He makes another birdie on 13 and another on 18 coming in. He had a big par save along the way as well. Uh, Must be a lot of serious confidence and a lot of good vibes when KH Lee shows up at TPC Craig ranch.
3: Yeah. I mean, Greg sort of made it sound easy when you just got to make a whole bunch of birdies and eagles and stuff, but you still got to do it because you look at the other side of the field and there weren't many overpower scores, but still if you weren't hitting the ball in the right place on these segmented greens, it doesn't necessarily was going to be a birdie bonanza, but I'll tell you what um, covering KH Lee today. Playing alongside Justin Thomas, just for the record, who casts a pretty long shadow. It's sort of you know playing like a playing alongside a Spieth or someone like that. K.H. Lee didn't look phased at all, and I almost had to look back in the records to confirm that this guy was coming in here off three miscuts because he just looked like he had it on repeat off the tee. It was rinse, repeat, down the middle, same thing every single time. Uh, the iron game was well-controlled. The distance, the irons were great. And he had a number of shots that I think on TV, um, they you couldn't really appreciate how good they really were. Now, if he was in the final group, we might have camped on them a little while longer and, and we could have discussed this stuff. But you talk about that eagle on the par 5, 12th. I mean, right before him, JT, just from the first cut, hits this five wood that he carves up against the wind. I mean, it was just freaking sexy, all right? And then off a down-sloping lie to a green that's narrow, trouble left if you miss, it's a short side, um, KH turns the draw off a downhill lie in there to about five feet. And when he hit that shot, I'm like, this boy is for real. And he just did everything right. And then, of course, that... Um, that save he made on 17 was a little unfortunate because I felt like he had the perfect club nine iron coming in there. And as he hit, he got gusted really badly and the ball hit and then came back to that spot. And to make that putt, I think was almost earned. Nothing's ever deserved, but he had done all the hard work. So to knock that one down, I feel like it was, it was sort of a check in his column because he had not done anything wrong. And then to get gusted and kind of have the tournament, maybe hang on that shot would Have been very unfortunate anyway. So he gets by the 17th and then carves that fairway medal into 18 to the right hand to the correct uh, plateau again. I mean, that was just downright. That's what Tiger Woods and people do. And yes, KH Lee, you know, missed all these cuts, only one victory in his resume, and looked like he had done this thousands of times before coming down the final round there.
1: Yeah, statistically, Greg. Uh... Fifth in the field and strokes gained T to green. He obviously piled on a couple with the putter as well. This is not what KH Lee's been up to for the last six or eight months. I mean, it's, I don't know if it's confidence. I don't know if he just happened to find something around TPC Craig ranch, but the, the stat profile that we saw for him this week in route to victory at a hundred to one was not the stat profile that we've seen from him throughout the year.
2: No, uh, and it, it was not the stat profile you saw from him coming into last week. So we've talked about this all week long. The, the guys last year at Craig Ranch, how they came in in great form with their iron play in particular. And Cage Lee lost in like, I mean, it must have been 15 or 20 straight events um, before the Wells Fargo. He gained two strokes approaching the green at the Wells Fargo. And all of a sudden this week, he has a great week. He's eighth in that category, hits 55 greens. But the thing that I, the statistical thing that I really wanted to point out was what we talked about last night, and he was in the mix last night, but he was kind of fitting the model. Every area of his game had been really strong, and he hadn't had a good putting day yet, and that's why uh, um, alongside the the blue chip contenders, if you will, who we really liked, K. H. Lee was the other guy. He was the the long shot on the board at you know, 40 or 35 or 40 to one who we thought would, would be a, a nice play because he won last year. And because he hadn't had that good putting day yet. And today he did, he gained three strokes on the greens today. He was fourth in total. Um, Mark did a nice job outlining some of those shots, the uh, the clutch shots. Uh, the one at 18 really stood out to me. Um, I, I mean, that was just sweet. And you kind of knew he won when, when he hit that shot. And then, um, but but what he did on the greens today was really the difference maker and the reason he won back-to-back AT&T Byron Nelsons.
1: What I think the most impressive thing that I saw from KH Lee on Sunday, Mark, was just his ability to emerge. When they were at 20 under, when the lead was at 20 under, eight different golfers were tied at yeah. the top. I, I mean, it was just chaos. And you had Xander flying up the leaderboard. You had Hideki making a move. You still had, at that point, speeth and JT and Neiman lurking and Munoz is hanging in there, and there's just chaos out there. And the man that emerges uh, is going to do it in impressive fashion, and that happened to be KH Lee, but it was it was by no means uh, a, a small task for him to break through from the pack.
3: No, and I think a lot of that, you know, we can talk about statistics and the way he hit the ball and all that sort of stuff, but to me, and I, I highlighted it on the one hole we came to him, and he just looked like he, he never looked phased. There was never any panic going on. You know, oftentimes when you get into – uh into contention and just get into contention, period, let alone not having played very well coming into that and having a tough season. And, you know, we're almost on the back end of things now. So for someone who's outside the 125, you you start thinking about, you know, keeping your card, getting into the playoffs and stuff. But he just looks so calm and he never looked phased and he made the right decision, really, I thought, the entire time. The only time that there was a poor decision made was on 17 when he's his new caddy... Um, Daniel, who had been on the back for two weeks, it for uh, Ben Iron before this, turned uh, talked him basically into nine iron. Where KH JT before him had sort of, you know, feathered this nine iron through the wind there in there close, and 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 Daniel was saying go nine iron, go nine iron, and then KH wanted to hit eight iron beyond the flag, and it came up short. Otherwise, I thought it was faultless mental mentally, and that's what was so impressive too because. You're right. You look at the leaderboard and it was kind of a who's who with Hideki and Jordan and Matthew and uh, and Shafley, uh, And of course, Justin Thomas was there. It was everywhere you turn. There were top flight players around a golf course where it was all to be had. And he never looked flustered at all. And that to me was probably the most important thing I noticed about his performance over the last. Uh, what? What do we call them for? Like 12 holes.
1: I like that, getting a little bit of a bonus your second week on the job. That's always uh, always fun uh, at any at any profession. Greg, uh, kind of looking at this now, uh, K.H. Lee has solidified his spot in the in the FedEx Cup standings. He's going to be uh, 28th in the FedEx Cup standings. I think he's going to move – Nosferatu tweeted this out off the check. I think he's going to be 41st in the official World Golf Rankings. I can confirm that, and we, we talk about it all the time. Uh, if you play this well, you tap into the ceiling once a year, like we've seen Jim Herman do, and we've seen Kevin Nod do. And we've seen uh, now maybe KH Lee is going to start doing very good for job security.
2: It is very good for job security. And the way that the the FedEx Cup points system, official World Golf rankings, all the ranking systems, they, they're very top heavy in their rewards. And when you finish, I mean, honestly, that's what makes a. You know, a player like Matt Kucher, who just consistently finished inside the top 25 seemingly every week. I mean, he ended up winning a lot more than he's kind of known for, but he's known for being that consistent, steady player. What he's able to do is so impressive. But when when you're able to close the deal and get victories out there, the rewards are significant. I mean, they really are. The difference between you're talking about a 200 point difference between first and second and when you can do and then the two year exemption on top of it and century tournament of champions, I, I wonder if that top fifty now that we have seemingly much fewer WGC events. And it kind of seemed based on something Tiger said earlier, it seems like they're kind of going away. I wonder if that top fifty mark is still gonna be as important uh for guys to stay in there. I know you have majors, which are obviously a big deal, but it it seems like that number's kind of been reduced a little bit. So I'm very yeah. curious to see how that plays out, but nonetheless, the the two year exemption and the Century Tournament of Champions and getting into major championships these are this, this is a big deal and it gives you opportunity going forward. Where if you come in second place, those opportunities are are squandered and the pressure rises. So, um, you know, another player that I think back to lastly would be Max Homa in 2019 when he got his first win at the wells fargo he had been a very inconsistent player before that and the next year in uh or the early part of 2020 i guess he started to rattle off some really consistent performance and he, and he kind of shifted and i wonder if that job security that blanket Kind of uh, allowed that, so I wonder with K. H. Lee once we've he's had this second crack at it, if it'll give him a extra boost of confidence and l- allow him to relax and allow him to uh, perform at the level he's capable of.
3: Hey, Rick, if I can just touch that um, that World Golf Ranking comment that uh, that Greg made. Yeah, you're right, Greg. With the fewer WGC events, um, that you know the the World Golf the the, the World Rankings might have diminished some. Um, but I'll tell you one thing, the you're going to see a lot more volatility in them because when there were so many WGC events that were guaranteed paydays and guaranteed points and stuff like that, the top 65 kind of perpetuated itself if you just stayed inside there because there were all these guaranteed no-cut events. But nowadays… They're very, very important for all of these guys because all of their contracts are based on world ranking points mm. and where you are in the world and stuff. So financially, it's still a very, very lucrative thing and very important for these guys to get inside of the the, the top 50. Certainly, not just. And then, of course, you've got the major championships like the Masters and stuff, which require inside top 50. Cage doesn't have to worry about that now with a victory, but you know, it's the, the the rankings are still something the guys pay attention to.
1: Awesome stuff. Well, uh, big congrats to KH Lee defending his crown at the AT&T, Byron Nelson. And gentlemen, I want to talk about uh, some of the guys in the chase pack, but they're going to be a big storyline for next week's PGA Championship. So I'm I'm doing it. I'm doing it early. I'm officially declaring it PGA Championship week. We'll talk about the guys finished behind KH Lee and how their chances look for Southern Hills. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. And we're back. Uh, don't forget to download the official app of the PGA Championship. You can find it in the App Store or on Google Play. The app provides fans both on-site and watching from home and in-depth experience as the strongest major championship field in men's golf takes on Southern Hills Country Club in Tulsa, Oklahoma, gentlemen, let's jump into this. Greg, little bit of uh, a little bit of a teaser here. Southern Hills—it's gone through uh, the restoration. We're hearing just kind of how difficult it's going to be, and how the we- the weather and the forecast might make it even harder. I I-, I'm- I think it's safe to say we will not get to 26 under par. At the PGA Championship, now, can I say that? Can I? Is that safe to say? I I think it's very fair to say,
2: uh, and I'm excited to get into the golf course more as the week progresses. Um, Tomorrow night on Course Record, we're going to have Gil Hands on, who who redid the, um, who redid the golf course since we saw it in 2007. We did see it last year, uh, but it wasn't a, a PGA of America, well what PGA Championship setup rather. Um, Alex Checo Checo won last year there, um, but. I'm very excited to see how these changes play out. From what I've heard, they've taken out a number of trees, which was kind of a staple of, of the tournament in the past. It was very crowded, a very narrow feeling with trees. And being played in August, you had some really thick Bermuda grass rough that was very difficult to get out of and advance. And it, it sounds like that's going to be, uh, uh, you're going to see a little bit less of that. And I also heard that the greens aren't going to get crazy. They're not going to get much faster than they are for normal play. Which you do have some undulating Perry Maxwell greens, which um, and, and basically the reason for that is it opens up some hole locations. So while you may see some greens that are uh, uh, cr- hard to say it's slower, but but not crazy fast greens, it is going to get some hole locations in more difficult spots. So there's a, there are some there are some things that kind of contradict one another. And it are play the opposite side of the card where you have fewer trees, which makes the golf, the fairways were widened as well. You have fairways that are in the 40 yard w- uh, range and width, but now you also have crosswinds. Apparently it's a report that I'm hearing. So it's kind of like well, easier on this side, harder on this side, easier on this side, harder on this side. And I can't wait as the week progresses to really hear some players talk about it and hear some insights from Gil tomorrow again. And, um, and and hear all these different thoughts, because I think it's going to be really interesting to find out what the ideal model is going to be.
1: Well, one of the big storylines heading into Southern Hills is going to be Jordan Spieth, Jordan Spieth, Jordan Spieth. You say his name three times. Kyle Porter shows up. KP, welcome in. It's like a Harry Potter trick.
5: <laughs> I was watching I was watching Harry Potter on Friday night with my daughter. And there's a there's a character in there named uh, Seamus Finnegan. And I asked her if his, I couldn't remember his last name. And I asked her if his name was Seamus Power. And uh, <laughs> I, uh, I was kind of embarrassed about that. So anyway, Speeth, here we are.
1: Seamus Power would be a great name for like a, uh, w- a what, wizard? what are the people? What are the, oh, wizards. Yeah. A like wizard? the, like for little, sure. powers and little tricks that they do. Yes. 100%. Kyle, Jordan Speeth finished second. Yes. Um, he, Finished one shot behind KH Lee. He three putted from seven feet, notably on, on Sunday. That's probably the image that, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see on Twitter, but overall played great. He's going to go into Southern Hills with a win and a runner up finish, but it a little bit feels like this one got away from him. Uh, yeah, I,
5: for sure. I mean, the three putt was not good. I, do we have to like budget that into his route to his tournaments now? Like he's just going to miss one of those
1: <laughs> seemingly. It kind of, it kind of feels
5: like that's just in the budget. And I, I think it was less like, you know, it, it occasionally shot 63. So it's not like speed, like gave it away. You know, I, I, it felt more awkward at the end than anything. Cause like everybody obviously wanted him to win and he wanted to win. And it was like, he was in the last group, Lee had already finished and it was like, well, maybe next year like it just, like there was just like an awkwardness to the way that it all ended. But I think if you're rooting for Spieth, you have to be excited about next week, right? Like it, it, I don't know if he's gonna win, but to finish not just to win RBC and to finish second here, but from T to Green, he was first at at, uh, at RBC and second here. So the exact spots that he finished on the leaderboard also. He's hitting the ball great. He's driving it well. He's hitting shots. I was re- I read his transcript afterwards. It was really interesting. He was talking about how that he had a, uh, the 9-iron on 17, and then the 3-wood that he hit into 18. He's like, I don't really have those shots. Like They're not shots that I practice, but I knew I needed to hit him under the gun and in competition, and so I just stepped up with a ton of confidence and hit him. And that is not the speed that was... That's not how he was playing a year and a half ago, two years ago. So... I'm pumped about next week. I I think he has a real chance to finish off the slam. I I don't know if he'll win it, but I I would be shocked if he wasn't in contention.
1: Well, perfect segue there, Mark, because there's going to be a lot of other, a lot of other storylines. Tiger and Phil and Scotty and Rory and what everybody else is doing. Uh, We are one Jordan Spieth victory away from adding a sixth name to the list of golfers who have completed the modern career grand slam. And when you enter the week, with a win, with a runner-up finish, and you're twenty to one, it, it's not all that unlikely.
3: No, it really isn't. And the thing that 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 jumps out to me is how confident Jordan appears, you know. Because just a little while back, I mean, it feels to me just like a matter of months, really, that when he got to a golf course and you were watching him on a range, especially prior to a major championship. That he and Cameron McCormick were grafting and I mean grinding, where you know the rest of the crowd they're sort of ironing out wrinkles and tightening things up. Where it was always really, really hard work, but right now Jordan looks like he's completely in control of stuff. And you know, I would honestly, I wouldn't stress the odd miss that he's going to have. Everyone's going to do it. It's just the timing of that miss that it's been a bit unfortunate because everyone's going to miss putts. Uh, I remember, you know, back in the day, Phil Mickelson was notorious for it. And then the days that he didn't were the days that he eventually knocked off the five major championships. So for Spieth, there's a whole lot of confidence going on. I think if there's something that is going to make life a little harder is all of the blue-chip guys, all the contenders, all playing pretty well right now. Yeah. Masayama, Shuffley, Justin Thomas. Uh, Dustin Johnson flashed glimpses of stuff this week. Scotty Scheffler, I mean, he put together a really quiet performance under the radar here in Dallas this week. And he's the reigning world's number one, you know, won four of his last seven now. And he was, the story was all Jordan Spieth this week Uh, and, and a little bit of Munoz, if you will. So, so for Jordan, I think the confidence is really cool. It's cool to see because it's not often that a player is that confident because it's such a fickle game, but it's look, it's going to be a tremendous event around a great golf course next week because there's so many guys that are coming in your on good form. And and when you've got a situation like that, you can sort of toss the form guide out of the window because you know around a good golf course come the fourth round, they're gonna find their way to the top of that thing. So it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be wild and I think just as exciting as what this last week was.
1: Uh good time to be getting hot, Greg. Good time to be getting yeah.
3: hot. Yeah.
2: And I, I think there's a little more to it than that too, because it, this isn't peak Jordan. Which is why, you know, it's one of the reasons why I thought this could be a really good really week, good for, week him. for him. Uh, yeah. Even though he was coming off a win at the RBC Heritage. Sometimes guys win and it's the peak. And then you see an exhale on the other side. But when Jordan won at the RBC, it felt like there was still something missing. There was a big element of his game that needed work. And even in when you listen to him talk about it afterwards, comments like, I just won this with no putter. Um, that you know, I, I changed my practice mindset going into this week and put a lot more attention into putting. Those kind of things lead me to believe that he felt, although he won and that's great, it, he wasn't, he hadn't done anything yet, right? He was, he wasn't done. There was still something, um, you know, a carrot dangling in front of him to keep him hungry. And I feel that we're still in that position now. Now, now he's coming off of a second place finish, a near victory. And he's got to be feeling really hungry now heading into next week, too. So we're we're peaking, but we're not at the peak yet. And it seems like the it seems like the perfect time for Jordan to jump up and do it. Um, And and then I also think in regards to his other attempts at the PG at the uh, career Grand Slam, this is as good as he's looked coming in. Um, I mean, in 2017, it's hard to say he wasn't in he, he wasn't better. Uh, You know, he had two wins in his last three starts there. It was was really good then, too. Um, And in in last year, he was in really good form coming in as well. But the golf course just last year, maybe Quail Hollow, too. They're not great setups for him. And I have a feeling this Midwestern venue is one that's and I I can't wait to find out more about Southern Hills. But um, from what I hear, what I think, I don't think it's going to be as big a golf course as Kiowa definitely not on the scorecard um and and i think some guys that are are not quite that long and jordan's longer this year too but i I think some guys of his distance are going to have a better chance this week so i think this is as good a
5: chance he's had since 2017 Rick, do you have more confidence in spieth or morikawa winning the pga
1: so god that's that's pretty good um winning the PGA yeah, uh, tournament, the
5: tournament next week.
1: <laughs> I know, but like, if like finishing T six or better, Morikawa winning. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. I like, you that. know what I mean? Like, yeah. but so are you, are you miss, worried but, about
2: Morikawa having three weeks, you know, three, three off weeks in a row? No.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't care about that stuff. They're not All sitting right. at home eating bonbons on the couch, watching Netflix. They're playing golf and like getting their stuff in order.
3: Yeah, I don't that – didn't, that didn't get me real worked out. I'm going to say this to you. There's one Justin Thomas that I got to cover today that is seriously having me consider my one-and-done plans for the rest of the season with next week well, on me, the horizon. Let, let me night, up
1: here, Mark. Let me tee you up here. 67 on Sunday, five under par. He finishes at 23 under, three shots off the lead. He had it going. He gave one back on 13 with a bogey. Otherwise, it was a pretty good week. JT continues to knock on the door, knock on the door, knock on the door. It hasn't opened yet, but he's getting close.
3: Mm, yeah, it, it it looked to me really flush today. Uh, there was a poor swing he made with a driver that got fortunate um, up th- um, eleven. That kicked into the fairway, uh, and then the approach shot there into um, into thirteen was also poor. But it was an uncomfortable shot with the ball slightly below your feet, and you've got a crosswind over your 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 left shoulder, which is always hard for for a right-handed golfer. And you're trying to attack this back right hole location because you're chasing. You know, if that was a major championship, Justin Thomas has hidden that thing 15, 20 feet left of the flag with a seven iron and giving his putter a chance. But we were in the midst of a birdie bonanza, so it was kind of a shot that. Maybe, like Kyle points out, it was a little uncomfortable in any other situation, like a major, like a PGA. You don't go ahead and attack with 7-iron, which he did. And then he fanned it in the bunker, and he was dead there, and so makes bogey. But from then, just turned around. And that drive, man, that he hit into the 14th down the hill. And this is what turned my head because, you know, I've, I'm going to see the golf course Tuesday morning. But Greg says that Gilhan says some of the fairways are wider. He had a tee shot down 14. With a wind in from the right, that hit this thing sort of like a fairway finding, sort of hard cut against the breeze, and found that back quadrant, which is the size of my hotel room. I mean, I mean it's minute. And, and when I hit that thing, I was like, hello. And and everybody hit was sort of dripping around the hole, and and it just never looked like he was breaking a sweat. And then he, the 18th hole, he's got that five wood in there. and he just chops this thing up against the breeze and, and got really unfortunate. It didn't find the top plateau because, you know, we all know he's good, but to me, you always hang your hat on his iron game. He was complete. The guy I watched him play today. And if this was a major championship, he would have approached the round a little different. And then uh, I think the results might've been a bit different too. Mark, what well, if I
5: told you he lost strokes from T to green today? Oh, please. Really? He did. But, but oh, most of it, God, really? <laughs> most of it was around the green. So ball striking he was he was really good. And, and that was I mean, I think I think J.T. and I don't know if we're going to talk about Hideki in a minute, but those two guys, I was on, a, I was on the, the media conference call this week, and Dottie Pepper was talking about how and maybe maybe we discussed this on Thursday, Rick, but how the greens at, at uh, Southern Hills are big, but the landing spots are small. And I couldn't stop thinking about that as I'm watching JT and Hideki play the Byron Nelson on this weekend, right? Because those are two guys that can just drop it down a down a silo and put it wherever you want on greens like that. So I'm with Mark. I mean, I'm I'm super excited about JT. I, I just I, I this and this is one of my ten storylines. Like JT needs to, and he's said this, so this is not. I'm not like calling him out like it's not breaking news he needs to contend in majors like when is he contended at a major the one he won in uh at uh at quail hollow and what else aaron hills kind of when he shot 63 there on saturday he finished t9 he was he was in it but where else is he contended like he's too good and he's had two impressive of a career to not be in contention at major championships and i think that is that's going to be for me one of the big storylines going into all three of these majors the rest of the year
3: hey i was just quickly going through my head quickly because i'm still flabbergasted at that strokes gained comments um he hit three pitch shots when i was with him the first one was on nine And he had an into the grain sort of a zoysia lie that he couldn't pick the ball like he normally does with that wedge where he just sort of clips the legs out from underneath it and floats one in there. So the club stuck in the ground, the ball went a little too far for him. Then he was dead in a bunker on 13. And then there was another situation. uh, It slips my mind right now on 18 where he hits this perfect five wood in there that stands up against the breeze he's on the front edge of the green but on a really tight lie and you can't nip it underneath there too so he's trying to bump something in there a little lower so the three shots he had green side were all high degree of difficulty of difficult lies and so i mean i'm not surprised at that that he didn't get them up and down really to be honest he did, he did one the uh, the one on 9
1: yeah the the bunker shot alone probably cost him, him three quarters him. Yeah. yeah probably cost him three quarters of a stroke uh greg you get the round of the day here Xander Shoffley shoots a 61 11 under uh, post the early clubhouse lead, but I'm sure he did not wait around. I'm sure he fired up the jet and got out of town because it was never going to hold in these scoring conditions, but uh, that is just enough Xander at the time to get us all hot and bothered about him next week.
2: Yeah. I mean, well, real quick on, on JT. Lastly, he did make a putter change. Um, they, there's a different, different neck on his putter, which I'm very curious about. And I'll find out more about that later this week. Um, John Graham, actually his putting coach is going to join us on, um, on the radio show on Sirius XM on Tuesday. So I'll find out more. And if you can't listen, I'll definitely report back, but to Xander, this is, this was not just an, an impressive Sunday round of 61, uh, and, and not just an impressive Saturday round of 65, which he was bogey-free both days, um, but Friday's round was just awesome. And I, I know we – well, we I don't even think we talked about it. Definitely not last night, but it was a lackluster day on Thursday. And he start, he's three over par through three holes, and all of a sudden, the guy barely makes a cut on the number. And he has to make eight birdies to make the cut on the number. And, and does it. It was it was incre- incredible. And and now he finishes the event tied fifth. So, look, it, it definitely gets you hot and bothered for Xander coming into this one. There's no question about it. His record in majors is very good. The PGA is not quite as good as a U.S. Open. But this is a guy with a really, really, really well-rounded game. And I, I'm, the thing I'm always looking for with Xander is the spark. Where Are we going to see that? spark fly or are we going to see an apparent you know a lackluster performance out of him and this happens all the time with guys that are kind of stoic in their personality like a cantlay and a dj and you know it looks like they don't care when they don't play well but you just when you have that that spark and the birdies start flying you know the excitement's there you know the energy's there and his confidence has got to be extremely high after this week
3: Yeah, I would say I found the spark. This guy was three over par at one stage early in this tournament. And then he went bananas over the final, what certainly today and yesterday as well. And I was just, you know, if you're a player, I I was proud of Xander for the way he gamed this thing out just to make sure he got some weekend action because he could have just packed it in right away and said, well, I'm out of here. I'm going to Southern Hills. But he he fought his way through it, and I'm really excited for him because he found a little something because these golf courses, in a way, under the conditions temperature-wise, are going to sort of play a little bit the same to me, even though it'll be firmer and that sort of thing bar weather coming in there next week. So the fact that he battled the way he did to get himself some weekend contention and become relevant, because even though you're well out in front there and, and you're not in the midst of the battle for the title, you're feeling it when you see your name on top of the leaderboard and you've got cameras around you and stuff. He realized he was in contention, maybe out of it. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I'd be paying a little attention to what Xander was up to for next week, too, Rick. 22 to 1, according
1: to our friends over at Caesar Sportsbook, if the golf tournament was only Friday, Saturday and Sunday, he would have won it by two shots over Davis Riley, unfortunately, for Xander. Uh. They also count Thursday's score. KP Hideki Matsuyama, who you brought up just a moment ago, went out and shot a Sunday 62. I have seen enough. I saw enough on Thursday. Thursday morning he went out played well he looked healthy I bet him for next week already at 45 to 1 and I couldn't even have imagined how much better it was going to get over the course of the week I'm thrilled to yeah. have a Hideki ticket in my pocket heading into next week You
5: should be and we talked about this on Thursday you can pull, you can pull the tape over what I said I said I don't really like him at the Byron Nelson <laughs> Well you were right he didn't win fantastic take there uh and the reason I didn't like him is cuz it's it's too easy of a course like he thrives when the courses get more and more difficult. And so th- that's why you should be excited about Southern Hills. Hideki's having a really like low key, great season. Yes. Oh yeah. When it's, he's
1: played, he's played awesome.
5: Yeah. This was his fifth top 10. He's got two wins. He finished T 14 at the masters. The, the only thing that's kind of upended him is the neck, uh, back, whatever, whatever's going on, the injury that he's had. And man, I, I, you, yeah i i'm excited about hideki next week i think well you know like we were talking about him and jt um you think about other guys that have that kind of high ball like more like those are the guys that really excite me kind of navigating these greens at at a revamped southern hills
3: and just quickly, Rick, we talked about him, I think it was, when we did the recap Friday, and I watched him play a little bit, and to me, he hit the ball on the button every single time. I mean, they were flush. And the one thing technically about Matsuyama is, you know, he used to have that big pause atop the swing, and he's got big, strong legs. And to me, with the pause, I felt like the legs ran away from him, and then he wouldn't get his right side around. Then you always see those one-handed follow-throughs that he sort of saves. There's less of that stuff going on, and he looks to me right now that he is so well-timed. And he's got control of the ball striking in the biggest way. So uh, as, as is the case with a lot of these guys, if he can find a way on the greens, he's going to be relevant Sunday afternoon. Uh, I have no doubt.
1: Gained a stroke and a half putting at the Byron Nelson. He's gained with the putter in one, two, three, four of his last six uh, in five of his last seven. Things going well for Hideki and the flat stick. Gentlemen, I uh, I got to get Mark out of here in a couple minutes, but. Tiger Woods has made an appearance at Southern (laughs) Hills and uh, we've got the the last two times he's been there today and a couple of weeks ago. uh, We've gotten great footage of it, Greg. We've got video action. They're not they're not doing a great job keeping this close to the vest. We know Tiger's there. We know what the swing looks like. uh, And he looks like he is obviously gearing up for uh, a second crack at a major championship.
2: Absolutely. Um, uh, and a big story and probably a really big advantage to Jordan Spieth and a Scotty Scheffler. Um, it, it, it takes away some of the spotlight from those guys for sure. It, I mean, you got helicopters flying overhead when he's playing a practice round. Right. It's it's uh, it's insane. It's insanity. I, I heard there were people uh, on in the tr- climbing up into the trees with video cameras, you know, yelling to him, getting footage of him from outside the property.
1: So it, it's would, just would you do that, Greg? Would you do that if you were if you were on the street outside at Southern Hills and they said, oh, Tiger's right over there. Climb this tree and you can see him.
2: I, uh, he would. He I would. wouldn't be. Yeah, yeah, I would.
1: <laughs>
2: if I knew I could see him hit a shot. Yeah, of course I would. Um, I've watched him for hiding, hiding in the bushes plenty of times before. But it, it's, it's just one of those things
5: hold where on, the, on, the, the attention. Hold on, hold on.
1: <laughs> Were you the weak from I metal?
5: You, there. I need more on that. I, I, need, I need
2: more than three seconds on that. Oh, well, I was trying to brush by that. I, I mean, look, there, you're on a driving range in Florida, and there's bushes all over the place, right? There's, the range is covered with Florida foliage. And i um, part of my job was to get, I'd get golf balls out of the woods. And so there were some great vantage points from in there where you could see him hitting shots from like a profile view. Like he used to hit these wedge shots to this one green. And I had this little spot I could go to. Where I'd get a perfect, I was like on the 50 yard line and it looked like he would hit these things so thin. like he'd blade them it looked like they were going over the green they'd land on the green and the first bounce would be backwards was it just insane
3: big guy you should have been watching out for alligators and stuff in the bushes not tiger woods golf shots yeah it was more bobcats
2: than gators (laughs) uh, out there Did did
5: you think they said go give balls to woods instead of go get balls out of the woods no it was a part of my regular routine
2: i just i had to make sure that when he was there that's when i would go in the woods and there was a time where i found a lot of uh, a, a lot of his golf balls in the woods and i was a little worried about it and i i never had the courage to go ask him why you know to change his aim I <laughs> did they have the tiger that were they the gamers the tiger stamp no they had practice on them okay. but they were his it was his ball and everything Okay. And that, which it was different than every other ball, and like they had Pro V ones and Pro V one Xs on the rim. everybody except Tiger hit those. He yeah, hit his they, ball
3: out there, Greg. Carl, if there were Tiger stems, you would have seen them on eBay. <laughs> Greg would have been flugging those things.
1: You think
2: I'd sell those things? No, no way.
3: Oh, Greg's got integrity. Be, I,
1: yeah, they'd be right back
2: here in this uh, <laughs> bookshelf,
1: be selling them for clout in his uh, in his backdrop. There.
2: Yeah, I would never sell them. Uh, would I? Would I take one or two? No way. (laughs) 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 But anyway, yes. So he's out there. um, He's playing. It's going to be great to see what he what he has. I expect this to be a step in the right direction. I think you're going to see a little more um, a little more energy, a little more. um, uh, I'm completely blanking on the word. Um, Yeah. You know, I think uh, stamina. I think you're going to see a little more stamina for a period of time out there, which will be great. And um, and I I don't expect him to contend, but I expect it to be a step in the right direction. And it's another rep. It's another competitive rep that I think will go a long way for him. Um, You know, I know you guys say he's been practicing like Colin Morikawa, but there's a difference when you get into the competitive ring. And we saw that at the Masters and we're going to see it again this week. But it's a it's a really important step uh, if Tiger's going to ever win again.
1: Uh, He's going to need the stamina. He's going to need the enthusiasm. He's going to need the gusto. He's going to need the shots, Mark, because this is a full field event. It's deep. It's going to be difficult. He doesn't have that built in couple of strokes around Augusta National like we might have saw a couple of weeks ago. (laughs) I think it might be a tough task for him.
3: Um, look, it's going to be, but he's Tiger Woods and, and, and I've, I've, I've talked him down at times before, and then he's proven me wrong. So I'm not going to scale that mountain one more time. I will say that the picture I saw of him standing beside the uh, club professional, the director of golf that he played the practice round with that right leg that was, he was wearing that, you know, athletic sleeve or whatever it might've been, it, it looked weaker Certainly, and it it didn't look as strong as it should be, but again, it doesn't seem to take much load in the way he's swinging the golf club. What concerns me, once again, is the walk, Uh, and Augusta National was difficult. I'm keen to see how he does this week uh, in Tulsa. Uh,
1: They don't call it Southern Hills because it's flat, KP. What do you think about Tiger this week? Uh,
5: Mostly what has been said. I I think that I just got asked this on HQ, and I said I think a realistic expectation is – makes the cut and maybe does a little better than at Augusta. like I I don't again like I think people are going to just lose their minds that Tiger's playing and that's fine but like he's not he's not gonna win you know like he's not he's not in that category of player that's that's playing like he he's just not there right now physically in in every way so I again like I I wonder how many tournaments in a row we go where it's celebrated that he just makes the cut and gets to the weekend because I'm still there. Like, I, I still think like if Tiger makes the cut of Southern Hills, that's super impressive to me. And I, and I hope that other people, like, I hope that fans think that as well. And, and not that they're like, Oh, Tiger's not winning. You know, I I don't, I don't know. I don't know if anybody will be like that, but it's, it's extraordinarily impressive to just go play the majors and still make the cut against people that are playing all year. And, you know, thriving and not rusty and, and everything else. So that's my expectation for him is make the cut, maybe bang it around a little, mix it up on the weekend and and see what happens.
1: All right, we'll see what happens. We've got our best bets and our one and done segment to do, but Mark, you have chosen the the correct time to get out of here because uh, I'm coming for you, Mark.
3: Before I go, love you all. Remind me how far ahead I am, Brick, in the one and done league, please.
1: This is what we were trying to avoid. A measly oh, 950000
3: So let's call it a million. Right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. We'll see you next week.
2: That's a sec- what, second place finish in the PGA and a miscut for well, Mark. You guys
3: Allen. better start picking right, Greg. How do you go with Adam Hedwin this week for pizza? This is a perfect golf course for him.
2: Yeah, I see, I am <laughs> I'm done with him again.
1: <laughs> That's Mark Immelman. You can find him on Twitter at Mark underscore Immelman. Mark, good luck.
4: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: And we're back. Best bets. Best bets. Wow, Mark did choose a great time to leave. Johnny Vegas, best rest of the world, 11 to 1? No. Will Zalatour's top 20? No. Uh, me, Lonto Griffin, top Lonto. How did Lonto Greg not finish inside the top 20? First of all, he he was was T six on Friday. Yeah, he was playing
2: great. I was so happy with him. Where did he, where did he end up finishing?
1: He ended up finishing T 51. He shot 72, 68 on the weekend. That's not going to cut it.
2: Oh, so disappointing.
1: Kyle, you went up against the number one player in the world. Scotty Scheffler. And you took Justin Thomas and you got him a plus money and you cashed it. How about that big dog? Yeah.
5: felt great. It didn't, I mean, it felt a lot better than my one and done pick, which we'll get to in a second, but uh, this was more of a play on the fact that JT is hitting it as good as Scheffler or better. And Scheffler is just the short games out of control. And that's a hard thing to sustain over a long period of time. And I hope he keeps sustaining it. I think it'd be awesome if he was able to take the, the grand slam into the U S open at Brookline, if he wins the PGA, but
1: for this week, I, I felt like JT could, could, could click him. Scheffler's like a problem. Right? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, he, I didn't see where he finished, but he was tied for the lead in birdies through the first three rounds, which is obviously, uh, you know, you clean up a triple at a place. You should, you shouldn't even be making bogeys, let alone doubles or triples at Greg and like, Scotty's a problem.
5: He was eighth from T yeah. to
1: Green.
2: Yeah. And uh yeah, he finished tied 15th and it it with a triple in this turn. Uh, we make a triple in this tournament. It's really hard to come back from. Um, now the the short game to me, I, I think it is sustainable for him. The question is can you like it's sustainable that he performs around the green for a long time? Can you lean on it is the real question. Yeah. And I think as we get like this event, to me, you can't lean on it. You need your other other areas of your game, like iron play and putting to carry you in an you're event talking, like this. You're talking about the PGA or the. No, no, no. no yeah. I'm talking about the Byron Nelson, yeah. which is why I think that's a great bet, Kyle, because um, I, I think it makes a, a ton of sense. Now next week it's probably a different story. Short game's going to come into play a lot more. You're not going to yeah. see I mean everybody you click on in this tournament hits like 50 like Scotty hit 58 greens in regulation. This is about how close to, how close can you hit it and how many putts can you make? And next week it's not going to be that way. So his well his well-rounded game, the full complement, tee to green and putting in and included is going to be on full
5: display next week. Um but but this this is a different week to Byron I, I, Nelson. Well, and I think that's why like I would be shocked. I'll say this right now, and we can talk about it on Tuesday. I'd be shocked if Scheffler finished outside the top ten at at Southern Hills, which is not like a that's not like a brave take there. But he's finished in the top twenty in his last seven majors and in the top ten in five of them. And that like I always go back to this thing that JT said. I think it was on the No Laying Up podcast about how when your short game feels great at majors, you just are so freed up to hit it however you want to hit it because you're like, I can get up and down from anywhere on this golf course. And that's how Scheffler feels right now. And maybe that doesn't work out. Maybe it goes poorly. But, man, the way that he's playing overall and the confidence that he has, I would be stunned if he finished outside the top ten. That might be my my best bet next week is Scheffler finishing inside the top ten.
1: Good tease for the mega preview pod on Tuesday. Uh, coach had himself a good week. Not only was K. H. Lee uh, his long shot hundred to one, but he cashed this four to one ticket on Ryan Palmer to finish inside the top twenty. So, uh, mental note: uh, when we get to Craig Ranch next year, coach Coach might have a you know little handicapping edge. Might might have a good feel for the event, as they say. We'll have to keep an eye on that. One and done. <laughs> Well, I can be pretty quick here. Uh, Jacob, Greg, the fans, Kyle, and Seal all missed the cut and got zero dollars. Okay. Uh, KP, yours was Kurt Kitayama, which he'd been playing well, but I don't think you're too upset about taking a zero from Kit- Kurt Kitayama in a week where Zalatoris and Burns would have also gotten you the same amount.
5: Yeah, I feel uh, it's one of those that like – if he misses a cut, you feel really foolish. And if he makes it and finishes top ten, you feel like a genius. Mm. So you're kind of playing both ends of the like your variance is is high in terms of like how you feel afterward.
1: Uh, I like that, which I think is I think is good. It's good for the emotional roller coaster that I like to live on. Uh, Sam Sam Burns missing the cut for the fans. Alchi Mama, that'll be tough. Greg, uh, you tried to defend Adam Hadwin to Mark there. Uh, he'd been playing well, didn't get yeah. the job done this week. No, I
2: I think it was. Um, I still think it was a a fine pick. Um, the thing that really bothers me is I was between Hadwin and Munoz. That was kind of my um, my go. I really liked Munoz heading into the week, and for a lot of reasons. And I was just between these two, and I I went with Hadwin, and that's what it really hurts. If I was between you know Zalatoris and Hadwin, then I'd be quite happy, uh, right? right? Um, but it what an opportunity missed to play uh, to play Munoz here without a lot of risk. But I I don't know just to extremely disappointing week in one and done.
1: Uh Jacob, another zero, but I I don't even I don't even blame you on this one. This is all Sia's fault. You're riding the Sia mush. You cannot be picking the same guys as him.
6: Yeah, I need to clear with Sia get some might be some collusion involved, but uh, I think we've confirmed that Sia is indeed the mush.
1: You can only play guys he's already played to be safe. Oh, that's a great. Ooh, that's a good one.
6: You know, I've been doing an exercise, something I probably should have been doing a long time ago, which is actually writing out the names of guys I have left to use.
1: Yes, that's helpful.
6: Um, <laughs> we got some, we got some horses in the stable, so I'm not terribly concerned. Um, you know, it's I've like heard a
2: lot of name. I mean, you, you start, you start you out with a lot here. of names.
6: Yeah, I mean, we've got, I've got some horses in there. I mean, there's some other things around. Nobody's taken Bryson yet. He's done with I the surgery.
1: That. I saw that. That will be
6: interesting to see. <laughs> Maybe you could take him this week. Him. I'll pass on that. He but hasn't, he hasn't done anything.
5: He hasn't played. Yeah. yeah. So When's the last time Zalatoris was... missed a cut? Do you know?
2: Uh, let's see. Uh, like the AT&T Byron Nelson. Worldwide. Technos- so it would have been my Coba.
5: Okay. He never misses cuts. You do have no. to
2: see it. Kyle, you think he's uh, one of those. Hard golf course guys, where like this is a yeah. this
5: is a bad like Hideki Byron, the same Hideki take. Yeah, Byron Nelson is not. It, it's hard though because like that's how I feel about Hideki and JT also, and the or especially I mean, Hideki and Hideki played great. So
6: Saltors had a T six at the American Express. That's not necessarily one of the. I mean, it's a putting contest, something put like that. A putting contest, something that. like that.
1: is <laughs> um, anyway. so weird, man. None of it makes any sense for all the peacocking Mark was doing. He got $20,209 from Johnny Vegas, who I honestly, when I checked, he was T 77. The fact that he finished T 59 and actually pretty impressed with. So Mark technically retains his lead at the top, but I don't know how much boasting I'd be doing with Johnny Vegas. Do you have, do you have any horses left Rick? Don't worry about my horses. I got, (laughs) I got Smarty Jones left. I got Rich Strike left. I could I could do it from all different angles here, but
5: Rich Rich Strike is not who you want to be playing at the PGA.
1: <laughs> that's who you're that's who you got left in this table. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Quick word of advice. Rich strike is also not who you want to be backing in the preakness because he's not even gonna run. I him, so. saw that.
5: That's pretty rare, right? It's like Phil at the PGA. Not playing. Just just I'm I'm out. I
1: know I I won last time, but I'm out of here. No, thanks. Uh, coach, coach had himself a week, had Davis Riley in the one and done T nine, Greg, 247,000. You sign me up for that from Davis Riley before the year starts. I'd be thrilled.
2: Yeah. Um, fantastic. I'm not sure what he has left. You know why, why he went that way. If he just felt that strongly about Davis Riley, um, But look, it's a great, it's a great pick, and the kid's so talented. He's so good. I just, I would wonder from coach what made him think that this was the week for him, because his talent is clear. Uh, The upside is extremely high with him. But um, you know what? I wonder why he thought this was the week. I'd be curious to know.
1: To answer your question, Kyle, I don't have much left. Uh, I have Morikawa, I believe. I have, Bryson. Obviously, It's kind of it. I've got a Brooks problem because I have
5: Brooks and okay. I, I don't, I don't know what to do with him. I don't know what he's gonna do. I have Brooks as well. We had this
1: problem last year. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. I have Zalatoris left. I have. We, are we playing go fish or what? Yeah, just keep going. Did I use Roy? Okay, I used Roy. Well, you know who I use this week, gentlemen? His name is Jordan Spieth. He earned me nearly a million bucks. 991,900. I now get to 5.7 million. I'm within 30,000 of coach and a million of Mark. I'm obviously thrilled.
2: And you should be. You're right back in the mix.
1: I'm not sure what you have left, Uh who am I uh, what are we gonna do next week? We cannot let Mark win this thing. We can't let Coach finish second. Yeah, the two the, the guys who will never let us hear the end of it are one and two. Like we need we need to yeah. figure something we out. We gotta here.
5: chase him down. That's right. We we win and we're just go about our business. Like we've been there before. They act like they you know they act <laughs> well, like Kyle. We we have we have been there before. I know. They act like Rich Strike, That like they, you know, don't know what to do after winning the Derby
1: just they lose. start yeah. bite, they start biting us they start biting all the yeah, other defenders. yeah
5: they're it is it's surprising
2: too because uh you know mark's taking down rob bolton <laughs>
1: <laughs> the bolton slayer
5: is that on his linkedin you think?
1: <laughs> should be what's first what's uh what's first next year next week it's got to be like two and a half, two point seven. 2.7 are we are we going to do the the live golf events uh, well you better you better start campaigning for it right now. I was about yeah. to I was about
6: to pop in earlier and say who do you have earmarked for pumpkin ridge because I mean <laughs> when uh, that'll that'll throw the the tables upside down. I haven't used Kevin Na, so whenever he gets six million for coming T five crack, Co crack? I haven't used crack either. Westy. Uh, yeah, Martin Kramer
1: yeah. is trending.
2: Oh, Martin
6: yeah.
1: When one of those guys wins me yeah. four million bucks, it's gonna be great.
6: Four million for for, I would say making the cut. There is no cut. Four million <laughs> for T ten. You're in the money.
1: Last year's winner share was two point one, so it's probably something like that.
5: I think points. it's. I think the. Uh,
1: I don't it know. Races- I, it
5: it might have gone up
1: uh mark coach rick jacob greg fans kyle sia is the order of the one and done after the at&t byron nelson gentlemen we are in pga championship week but if you have any final thoughts on the byron nelson or if you have anything you want to get out ahead of for the pga championship uh now is the opportunity i got two things okay
5: one uh this is more of a confession rick i've kind of gotten back into baseball recently
1: uh, okay, I love this. What prompted this?
5: Uh, I read Joe Pita's Trading Bases book. The, yeah, that'll do it. The Gambling Wall Street Baseball book. Yeah. And do it. I've been watching this uh, YouTube channel, Foolish Baseball. Have you heard of this? He's the best. He's the best. It's so good. He's Man. the best. I feel like, a, I feel like. A closet baseball fan right now even though i've been a baseball fan for my entire life so what
1: you what you love about foolish baseball i imagine is that he is like the nerdy equivalent like like he's like us but he's the nerdy guy who finds all the things that nobody cares about yes. in baseball makes a video about it it's interesting he's got this dry humor it's, it, it's great
5: it's very nostalgic because it's um I'm like oh yeah, I remember like when Troy Tulowitzki was awesome. Like that was when I was kind of playing, it, still playing, you know whatever. Um and then my second thing is I read Shipnuck's Phil book and it is unbelievable. Like the 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 Phil comments about the Saudi League will get all the attention, but there's so many great stories and quotes in that book. Like everybody needs to read it. It's Fantastic. And it's and it's like well done. It's not skewed to one side or the other. He doesn't lionize Phil. He doesn't like destroy him. He's just like, this is here's all the stuff. And it makes you feel like a lot of complicated things about him. Like he's he's Tiger, I feel like I like kind of know what he's about. And Phil, I'm like, I have no idea. Like I have no clue what he's about. And I don't know if he knows what he's about, which is Makes for a super interesting book, so everybody should go read it.
1: I've got mine pre-ordered, so I think I get it uh, Tuesday. They do, they do pre-order day delivery, I believe. So I think I get it on on Tuesday. Yeah, it's fantastic. Greg, what's new with you? Are you have you have you found a new spark in your life? Have you have you are you back into something you used to be? Are you taking up knitting?
2: No knitting, um, sadly. <laughs> no, not a lot new. Not a lot new in my life um well i mean every week is new here right so covering the byron nelson is like this whole brand new gem that we get to uncover and the pga is the same thing so all that's going on um which is great the stuff away from work is great too um but i i will say this event i thought was really cool and i really like the field and i'm i'm feeling i'm getting a sense that players are getting more interested in playing the week before a major yeah Uh, and and it seems like in the future, those events that it, it used to be, you look at the schedule and you'd say, oh, that event got a, you know, that's too bad the week before a major. But I think they're really picking up and the interest level picks up because it's the week before a major. So uh, it's it's very cool. I, I think that um, the schedule is kind of changing as players player priorities change, uh, which is really neat to see. And I can't wait to get all into Southern Hills next week figure out what this place is all about because i think it's going to be pretty cool yeah
1: do uh this goes to everyone out there the one of the best things on the internet is when golf digest does the every shot from series on youtube where they take the drone over these courses and they break it all down they just released a couple of days ago the southern hills video and it is awesome yeah yeah it it
5: looks so good I've got it bookmarked. Uh, Andy Johnson of the fried egg also did like a whole, like uh, what changed in the redesign thing. So that one's really good. Also, both of
1: those are, are fantastic. Great stuff out there. All right, gents. Well, uh, Monday, DFS preview. Tuesday, mega preview pod, round by round recaps, and also some other fun stuff mixed in that we will announce, uh, I suppose, at some point. So keep an eye out for that. Producer Jacob does all the hard work behind the scenes. Greg Ducharme is available on Twitter at The Real GFD. Kyle Porter can be found at Kyle Porter CBS. And you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been The First Cut. We'll catch you next time.